Welcome to my Holistic Health Podcast and the Beginner Health Sessions. I'm your host, Susan Scollin, and let's be honest, making changes to our health can seem hard, confusing, and complicated. So let's come back to basics. Each Thursday, I'll be here with simple tools you can use to transform your health. See you inside. Hi, everyone. It's great to be in your ears again. What I love about podcasts is the amount of knowledge you can get in your ears really quickly. The thing is, information is only information unless you take action, and that's where the rubber hits the road. When we take action, we choose to make changes in our lives, and that can be be a fun experience. Initially, it can feel hard or time-consuming, but honestly, as you keep making changes, they get faster, deeper, and more interesting. The only thing that slows us down are our thoughts about the change. Just as I mentioned before, you could tell yourself it's hard, it'll take up too much time, and I already have enough going on. Also, your brain could tell you, no one will understand what I'm doing. Who am I to lose 20 kilos, start a business, launch a podcast? I'm too old, young, inexperienced, overqualified, etc. It's like the highlights reel in Instagram, but where your brain's telling you that you can't rather than you can. By now you'll have your one thing and your answer to the question, who am I when? If not, head back to episode 30 and 32 of my Holistic Health podcast, then come back here for the next step. Today I'm answering Fran's question, which she popped into holistic into my Holistic Health Facebook group. So I'm talking about indecision, trusting our soul's purpose, and self-belief. All three of these are interlinked, and I'm going to tell you that no matter where you are on your journey, they come up. You'd like you'd say things like, should I do health coaching or life coaching? Do I like crochet or knitting? Or can I do them all? How do I know it's the right thing for me to do? How do I know it's the right next move to make? Will making this change impact my business and or my life or both? Will this be the biggest mistake ever? Can someone tell me what the right thing is for me to do? And this is the biggest question that I get. We spend a lot of time looking outside of ourselves for the answers when the only person who knows the answers to these questions is you, no one else. And here's why. Say you come to see me as a health coach. You tell me you're feeling a bit flabby. You've put on a few kilos and you'd like to shift them. I ask you why. And you say, well, it's not good for someone my age to carry this weight, or I just want to look hot in a swimsuit. And I say to, and I tell you, great drink these shakes, go to the gym five days a week, and you'll achieve your goal. How likely are you to do that? I'm thinking you're kind of brushing me off and walking away. Now, what if I was your best friend? You come up to me telling me the same thing. You want to drop a few kilos and feel better in yourself. So I tell you, hey, you should contact Joe from down the road. He's got this boot camp program thingy, and I hear that people are getting great results. You should check it out. But all the time you're thinking, I love eating whole foods, doing yoga, and the thought of slamming down a shake, pumping iron, or crawling through mud on the ground makes you want to run the other way. The people in our lives are well-intended, and they can be great guides for what we want more of and what we want less of. But at the end of the day, you have to decide. You have to find your voice and tap into the people that are aligned and resonate with you to achieve what you want to achieve. 
with indecision, we're often faced with a question. I'm wondering if I want to take six months off and start my dream business. I'm wondering if I should do yoga, Pilates, or go to the gym. I'm wondering if I should pay for my self-development program or wait until my work offers it for free. The trick is to answer the question. Do I want to take six months off and start my dream business? Yes or no? And then look at what's coming up for you next. What's your brain telling you? Do I want to go to yoga, Pilates or to the gym? I have a gym down the road that holds Pilates classes. I'm going to go check that out. Do I want to pay for a self-development course or wait? How about I find out all the information about the course and look at when it's being run next and then also check out what my workplace currently offers? And this might lead you to the next question. For example, if you say no to taking six months off and starting your dream business, the next question is, do I want to start a business at all? And the answer to that might be yes. So the next question could be, can I start my own business while working at my full-time job? And the answer to that might be yes. So the next question is, what's my first step? What's the first thing that I'm going to do? So follow the question and always the questions and always answer them. Then follow up with action. Steve Jobs said, we can't join the dots in front of us, but when we look back on our lives, we can see the dots that brought us to where we are. What you'll notice, what you'll notice that when we're in, in indecision, we'll also put limitations around things like, I'll only do it if I can make enough money to support me. I'll only do it if it doesn't impact my time with my family. I'll only do it if I can get it at the cheapest price possible. And if we don't get those things, we feel robbed, taken advantage of, and then we often don't do them to our best ability, or we say, well, that was a waste of time, rather than taking full responsibility from the start. Also remember that no decision is a decision. So get clear on the question, answer it, make a decision and move forward. Otherwise you're staying stuck all the while telling yourself you can't decide. Can you see how stuck and telling yourself you can't decide are the same things and they both lead to indecision? Trusting our soul's purpose. This is an interesting one and not a lot of people are willing to dive into what their soul purpose is, let alone believe that everyone has one. But if you're in the incredible collective group that do, we're all here for a reason, that believe we're all here for a reason, and in essence, that is to live our soul's purpose, then you have a personal responsibility to go on your journey. That being said, I'm sure everyone listening to this podcast can agree that when they get to the end of their life, they'll have a lot of beautiful moments to appreciate. Your family, birthdays, anniversaries, new babies, holidays, etc. But what will your what what if you filled your soul every single day? What if you loved what you were doing more than you didn't love what you were doing? Because this is life. To grow, we have to get uncomfortable because we're doing something new. We can still have fun and still love what we're doing, but we have to be ready to feel it in the pit of our gut. 
What if on your deathbed you could also say, look at the amount of non-profits that I supported and the people's lives that were changed as a result. Look at the libraries around the world that have my book in them and the people all over the world that read my stories. Look at the number of crocheted scarf I made, scarves I made and the number of smiles that came back to me because people felt warm and loved. Your soul's purpose is the journey you go on. It's following the things that light you up, the things you're passionate about. And just so you know, you don't have to be good at them. You just have to be passionate. Your ability to be good at something comes with practice, practice, practice. So don't get dismayed because you're not good at something. Do it anyway and keep practicing until you're the kind of netball player, book writer, mum, trainer, yoga, yogi that you want to be. Your soul's purpose doesn't have to to pay for your life. There are people who rise in the early morning and do their soul work before they go to their nine to five. And there are those that squeeze it in during their lunch times. Those that sit up late, those that do it on, on weekends because it lights them up. I love how Elizabeth Gilbert said to the universe, I never said I'd be a good writer. I said I'd be a writer. I've shown up and done my part. It's time for you to show up and do your part. Co-creation comes through tuning in and taking action one day at a time. Ah, self-belief. This is a huge one and something I'm working on in myself at the moment. Yes, even me. I'll tell you a story. About eight years ago, I did a 360 degree review. What this means is I took a survey on myself and so did my current and past managers plus my current and past staff and colleagues to get a full picture of me as a supervisor. At the time, I worked for a government department and had up to six staff working for me, or as I like to say, working with me. One of the sections or questions was around strategic thinking and was I a strategic thinker? My personal score on this was low. I really didn't think I was very strategic at all. In fact, I would have said I was more reactive than strategic. I was good at putting out fires. On the other hand, my supervisors, staff and colleagues all thought I was a great strategic thinker, which totally surprised me. It got me thinking that if that's how other people see me, perhaps I can believe I'm a strategic thinker too. And when I'm thinking I'm a strategic thinker, I'd actually be more strategic in my thinking. And that sounded good to me. So I let go of my old limiting belief and adopted their belief until I believed it too. Now, what I want you also to know about about beliefs is a belief is a thought that we repeat over and over and over until it's part of us. So when we think about a self-belief, which to me could imply I don't believe in myself or I do believe in myself, what feels better to you? I better stop now because I can't do that new job. I'm not qualified or experienced enough. There's no point in me applying. Or no matter what happens, I know that I love myself and that I am loved. I know that I'll learn lots and I'll be okay. I am safe. Tell me, which one feels better to you? Low self-belief comes as an opportunity for us to remember that we are enough. We are worthy and we can do anything we want. So go and create magic. Just to wrap up, 
When indecision comes your way, answer the question and move forward. When you're wondering what your soul's purpose is, ask yourself, what am I passionate about? And go and do that thing. It doesn't have to be perfect. It's just your next step and you can change your mind, but don't stop exploring. When you feel self-doubt arising, choose self-belief because you are worthy, you are enough and you can do anything. You're amazing. Thank you for joining me today and please hop over to my Facebook group, Holistic Health with Susan Scollin and share what resonated with you most about this episode. You'll find the beginner health session posts in the unit section and the post for this episode is number three. Let's inspire each other. And next week, we're going to take things to the next level. I've talked a lot about you listening to your body and doing what lights you up. And there's a reason for that. It's because you're unique. There is no one else like you on the planet. So whilst we love connecting with people, we also need to anchor into what's true for us as an individual and have the opportunity and we have the opportunity to share our passion with the world. I look forward to seeing you then. Finally, if you've listened this far, you deserve a reward. Each week in these episodes, I'm going to leave a character that will create a code. Once you have the full code, hint, it's a three-word code, there'll be a link in the episode show notes of that episode for the last character. Head over to susanscollin.com forward slash podcast for that episode. Click on the link and claim your prize. Today's letter is Y.